ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, thanks for joining me again on the No Higher Calling podcast. This is going to be a fun episode. This is just going to talk about the birthday celebrations and traditions in the Brazel household. Um, as we are having our own family, and really we have little ones, so we're kind of on the precipice of establishing um, just our family culture and things that we want to become traditions in our home, I always love hearing from others what they do, whether that be for birthdays or holidays or just ordinary days in between. I love celebrating life and making um, making ordinary days extraordinary. Um, and so I've read several different books. I'll link some of those down in the show notes, um, some different things that I have read in regards to this. Um, I've read Memory Making Mom by Jessica Smart. That's a really good one. Um, Everyday Confetti. I cannot remember who wrote that. Um, Sally Clarkson has her life-giving home books. I'll link those down in the show notes. Um, but all that to say... All of those books have great traditions and ideas to celebrate life, celebrate your family, celebrate your kids. And so we're about to enter into a little birthday season in our home, in our family. So I thought that I would just do a fun episode sharing with you um, what we do in our home and who knows, maybe you'll get a fun idea for something that you want to incorporate in yours, or maybe you have an idea that you think this is just the coolest thing that we do and you want to share it with me, please send me a message. I would love to hear what you do in your home. So um, we, well, Willow just had oh her first birthday, my baby. I can't believe that. The year just flew by. Um, we just celebrated her birthday in uh, just about a week ago. Um, and then Ivy is coming up at the beginning of June. Then I'm mid-June. Then we get a little break. Simi and I have our anniversary in July. Knox's birthday in August. Um, then Simeon's birthday in October. And Eden's birthday in November. So we kind of have from like December to May, we have nothing. And then we kind of have birthdays. But really, uh, Willow, Ivy, and I are all within a month of each other. Um, so actually it's, it's a month exactly from Willow's birthday to my birthday. Um, she's in May and I'm in June, a month apart. And then Ivy's stuck in the middle there. Um, but as we're kind of in this little birthday season, I just thought this would be a fun episode. I try to keep the content on here varied. Uh, you know, you've got your devotional content, you've got some really deep uh, spiritual lessons God's teaching me and then practical things. And then every now and then I like to throw in one just for fun, just to keep it different and interesting. Um, and I've had some ladies message me and tell me they're like oh we love when a podcast episode releases and it's like what is the topic going to be today because you never know with me um because this podcast is just a gushing of my home and my life and my family you never know what you're going to get um so anyway today's a lighthearted, fun one so i hope that you enjoy it but i want to just share with you some of the birthday celebrations and traditions that we have started in our home um, and like I said, our kids are little. Our oldest is six. 
So um, it might change a little bit as they get a little bit older, have more personal preferences and input. Um, and then some things that are just not going to change at all, no matter what they say about it. So that's where I'll start. Our first tradition that we started when Eden turned one was on our child's birthday morning, um, Simeon and I do our very, very best to get up before the kid. Each kid, that's a little bit different when they get up. Sometimes we have to set an alarm. Um, but we get up before them, and we had prepped the night before. We have a laundry basket that we fill with blown-up balloons. And in the morning of their birthday, we go in the room, we turn on the light, and uh, we dump the balloons on their head and sing happy birthday to them. That's how we start their birthday, with balloons in bed. Um, and that has been the most fun tradition to have. I, I Every year I get pictures and I get videos of it. Um, so now that my oldest is six, it's neat. I think last year on her birthday, um, I was sharing some stuff on Instagram and I was able to in the stories, you know, one by one, go through her first birthday, second, third, fourth, fifth, and then now sixth birthday. And to see how much she had changed, you know, same little girl, same balloon dumping on her head, but to see her grow up and how much she changed from year to year. Um, so those are pictures that I'm just, they're going to be priceless to me for the rest of my life. Um, and that's one of those traditions that I don't care if they're 16 and they're like, mom, dad, get out of my room, get these balloons. We're going to dump balloons on their head <laughs> because it's so fun. As long as our kids are living at home, they can always expect on their birthday morning, they're going to get balloons dumped on them in bed. Um, and it's so fun. It's a fun way to start the day. And because they're little, they, they love it even more. They, you know, start bopping them around and that's how we kick off the day. So we go from balloons in bed to we always do a pancake breakfast on the child's birthday. Now everybody gets just normal pancakes, but the birthday kid gets mini pancakes. So these are just little ones, little round pancakes. And because they're so little, um, we stack them, you know, really as high as we can without it falling over. So they get a pancake tower and on the very top, they get a candle. And so again, we all as a family at breakfast, um, we plan for the whole family to be there at breakfast. We sing happy birthday to them. They get to blow out their candle and we enjoy pancakes together, them with their pancake tower. Um, then something else that we have just recently started incorporating, and this really came from um, some wisdom from Sally Clarkson, was to incorporate a birthday blessing. So while we're doing breakfast, um, we just go around the table and each of us say something that we love or appreciate about the birthday person. So this, and, and we try to tell the kids, okay, this can't be like, oh, you have nice hair or, you know, just something flippant. Like it needs to be something about them as a person, about their character, about something that um, that you really love and enjoy and appreciate about them. Um, as our kids are getting a little bit older, you know, Simeon and I might want to take that opportunity to really praise them for an area in their life that we have seen growth in over the past year. I mean, this could look like whatever you want it to look like. Um, but we we try to go beyond the like, oh, well, you're nice or you smile pretty or, you know, something like that. And to really try to bless the person who's having the birthday. Um, and then as much as we can, I know life changes and sometimes schedules conflict and we aren't able to, but if at all possible, we try to clear our schedules on their birthday or at least a day very close to their birthday um, and have a fun family day. Try to do an activity. Um, as my, Like I said, as my kids are getting older, they get a little more input on what that is. 
And so um, we try to do something, just spending time together as a family, loving on the birthday person, doing something a little special for them, um, just to celebrate them, to celebrate their life. Uh, we just had Willow's birthday. My mother-in-law is actually in town right now in Australia. I'm recording this early, so I, I'm speaking to the future. Lord willing, she makes it here. <laughs> um, but she's going to be in town with us for three weeks. Um, so if you're listening to this, when it releases, she is here. We've celebrated Willow's birthday. We're going to have a fun day at the zoo with her. Um, and I'm currently still trying to work through what we're going to do. Ivy's birthday falls on a Saturday. So we're having a family Saturday with Mamaw um, while she's in town. And then, you know, we do the cake and celebration like that. Um, again, as my kids are getting older, I want to try to incorporate, uh, they get to pick pick what we have for dinner. So the birthday kid gets their favorite meal for dinner um, and are able to enjoy that. And then I want to just say one word here about birthday parties. I know everybody has a different opinion on this, what you should do. Should you not have parties? Should you always have parties? Should you only have parties on certain milestones? Originally, Simeon and I said, okay, we're just doing the milestone birthdays. We're going to do 1, 5, 10, 16, and then 18, I guess. Um, but... Uh, because just the way that our life was for so long, like for three or four years, we kept thinking like, oh, this is the year that we're going to go to Australia. So all of these things are going to be our last. So, and um, you're know, like, uh, okay, so Eden had a second birthday party because we thought, well, this might be the last opportunity that the parents have or the grandparents have to be involved in a birthday party. Um, so we'll do it. Well, then we got stuck in the States again. So, all right, well, here it's the third birthday. It might be our last one. So we had this like prolonged lasts. Um, which was, oh man, it was such a difficult season. But anyway, all that to say, it did not wind up happening quite like we thought it would at those milestone birthdays, but it was fine and it was special in the season. And my mother-in-law is the queen of parties. So she was such a blessing to me, even sometimes hosting the parties at her house or helping me. She does, she makes amazing cakes. Um, so if you're at all in the Knoxville, Tennessee area, reach out to me and let me know. I will give you her contact info. You can get beautiful cakes from her. Um, but she helped so much with decorations and all of that. So that enabled me um, to have more parties than we originally thought that we would. Um, but on that point, one thing I want to say here is don't feel like your parties have to be this amazing, show-stopping, you know, dropping several hundred dollars, hiring a photographer in a bouncy house and a clown. And like, don't feel like you have to go above and beyond to have a fun birthday. Um, you know, there was one year that I, my, so my oldest birthday sometimes falls on Thanksgiving, but it's always right around Thanksgiving. So it was just a lot was going on. Um, and so I told her, I was like, look, we're not going to have like a big flashy birthday party, but pick a few friends that you want to have over and we will all just make our own pizzas together and you can just have a play date. Basically it was just like a glorified play date that included cupcakes. Um, and, and that was so much fun. It was so chill and relaxed for me. And I mean, yeah, we made pizzas, but like, I didn't feel like I had to go all out or, you know, rent a, a venue or get all these decorations. Like we just enjoyed friends and kept it low key. And that wound up being super fun. Um, so now that we're over here in Australia, life is a little bit different for us, especially in this season. We're still forming friendships and um, we don't have family here with us. Uh, so as far as birthday parties go, at least for the near future, we just decided that we would just make it a big deal as a family. 
instead of having a party, that we were just going to do something a little extra special, uh, an out-of-the-norm family outing to celebrate our kiddos. So I want to, this episode's not going to be a long one. I don't think it depends on how long I chat here about gifts, but I do want to transition into birthday gifts a little bit because I have a lot of people message me and ask me what I think good gifts are um, for kids. And it's so funny to me sometimes when I get messages and questions. I don't know if it's just because I have a podcast that covers so many different topics that people think that I'm an expert on everything, but man, I am just learning right along with you. So I will share with you what is working in our home. Um, and you take that and apply it to your home, however you want to. But I will say, uh, one thing in the beginning here, talking about gifts is we have really worked hard in our home as far as, uh, toys and things for our children to, First of all, not waste money on pointless toys. We want to have very open-ended things, things that our kids are going to want to be creative with, things that they're going to want to continue to turn back to, things that it's not like, well, I did the one thing that this doll is capable of doing and now I'm bored and there's nothing else to do with it. Um, and, And that will be reflected in some of these different gift ideas that I give. Um... But a lot of those toys, you know, they were they were enamored with them for the first couple hours, and then they were just like, okay, well, this is boring. It's not fun anymore. Or I know my oldest, um, I guess just the season she's in, being six, and what's popular with girls right now is a lot of the, like, little collectible things, you know, the little, like, you can get the, the mushrooms and, and foods and fruits with eyeballs and, like, collect them all type thing. Um that's just not worth my money. One, it's just cluttery. (laughs) They get lost. They get left everywhere. And it's not something that she wants to go like spend time playing with. Now, like the initial of, oh, what's the surprise? What is the animal going to be this time or whatever? Um, that, you know, that has its draw, but it is not something that she finds joy in that she keeps wanting to return to versus something like Legos. She loves Legos. Um, she will play for hours and hours with her Legos. And you know what? If she's bored playing house, she's going to deconstruct it and rebuild it to be something else. Um, so we have tried in our home to switch over to more of that type of toy within our home. Um, we've also tried to invest in uh, books, really good books, books that they enjoy, books that are um, exciting, books that have um, activities that they can do. I did an episode recently on encouraging your children to love books, and I talked about this quite a bit in there. Um, our favorite go-to for the kids right now is Usborne Books. And you can find, I mean, you can find storybooks, you can find all kinds of books, um, so just for example, so for my two-year-old, some of the books that she really loves from Usborne, um, there is uh, a little book that is, I think it's called Feed Me or something, but it's different animals. And so they're actual, like their tummy is a clear bubble and you can sl- do a little slider on the back and there's little uh, circles that have different pieces of food. So like the giraffe has a little slot at the top that you can slide the leaves in. So you put the the little circle that's the leaves down and it falls down into his tummy and you can see it because it's clear and plastic. Then you turn the page and it's bear. Oh, well, bear likes honey. So you take the little token that has the honey and then you can feed the bear. And then at the end, you know, you can pull the slider and get them back out. Um, That one's fun. 
We have a laundry day and a grocery shopping day book. And those, so in the in the laundry one, in the front, there's a washing machine that has a flap that you open and pull out felt clothing. Throughout the book, it has different like um, like velvet pieces where you can stick the felt onto that. So it might have a clothesline or, you know, the drawers, put the socks, match the socks and put them in the drawers. In the grocery shopping one, it has a little shopping bag in the front. And, you know, so you can get out the different types of food. And as you're going through the book, you can, you know, put the, put the fruit in the fruit stand, put the cupcakes in the bakery. Um, so just books like that, books that are really fun, that are open-ended, that they're going to keep wanting to turn back to. Another thing is outdoor toys. Um, I mean, this can be anything from bikes and scooters to chalk um, to, you know, if you want to go big, ask everybody in the family to pitch in on, on a swing set if you don't have one. Um, really, there's just endless ideas of outdoor. There's balls, um, you know, games, yard games that you can get. So many different things. Um, but all of these are things that we just, we go back to again and again and again, and things that we've tried to invest in in our home. So I'm just going to share with you some of our highlights, and this isn't at all, not even close to encompassing everything that I would recommend, but just as I was jotting down some ideas, some of the highlights of things that we have either gotten for our children in the past or that other people have gotten that we've really enjoyed, and I'm only going to cover baby, toddler, preschool, and elementary because that's as far as we go right now. Um, but these are some different ideas. And let me say at the beginning, I already touched on books, but books are good for any age. Whatever age your child is, a book is always a wonderful gift option. So I'm not going to mention books again in each of these categories, but no, books is just, it's a, it gets its standalone. A book isn't always a good gift. Um, but for a baby, so this is probably starting at like that first birthday. My favorite thing that we ever did was when my first, when my oldest had her first birthday, we got her a kitchen. I believe it was a little tykes kitchen. Um, and it was actually this kind of like grow with me kitchen. So it had two different settings where you could either have it lower to the ground so that they could kind of crawl up and kind of lean against it, or you could stack it higher for a little bit of an older child. Um, so we had that kitchen up until... Well, we had to get rid of it when we left the States and moved here to Australia. And I was so sad because that kitchen was so well-loved by all four of my children. Um, but that that is always a great gift for a first birthday is to get a kitchen and then play food. There are all kinds of different play food, but my personal favorite are Melissa and Doug. Um, as far as these gifts go too, try to do quality if you can. Um, I think it's better to have quality over quantity. So if you have to get less but get a nicer gift, do so. Um, and sometimes that's where the blessing of grandparents come in. You can say, hey, why don't you get this for me? Um, but as far as the food go goes, um, we love the Melissa and Doug food sets. They're usually made of wood. You can get some of felt, but they are such high quality that they have been chewed and slobbered on and you know left places and taken outside and made mud pies and all different kinds of things by four children, and they are still decently okay. <laughs> so uh, we love all the food sets from Melissa and Doug. We have quite a few of those. We did bring our food with us 
So they don't have a kitchen here yet, um, but they do have the food, and they'll play with that just alone. They play restaurant all the time, and that's fun. Um, another thing for a baby is if you have uh, a playground or even a tree, a baby swing is a lot of fun. My littles will swing all day long. So if you are you have some place that you could have an outdoor swing, I guess is what I'm talking about, not like the, the indoor baby swings. Um, but if you can get an outdoor, like the little bucket seat swing, um, those are great. Another thing, um, blocks are always fun, uh, something that they can stack and build and learn with. Um, instruments, again, Melissa and Doug has a great set of wooden instruments. Um, you can get those little wooden shaker eggs. My baby really loves those. Those are a lot of fun for her. But it's really neat at that age to be able to start introducing them to things like rhythms um, and instruments and different sounds. I did a whole podcast episode um, Oh, what was it called? It was with Casey Ravert on basically like the importance of introducing your children to music. I'll link it down in the show notes. Um, but instruments are great at this age to go ahead and start introducing that to your kids. Another thing that we have for Willow that I really, really love, and this was a little bit of an investment, but again, she was a fourth kid. She didn't need anything. So this is all she got for Christmas last year was her Huggy Him. So this is actually a business. I found it on Instagram. It's called Huggy Hymns. And she makes the cutest, softest, little plush stuffed animals. Um, but it comes with a music box that goes up in their bottom that you can Velcro closed. Um, but the music box plays hymns. And you can even get on there and like custom pick. And these are like your traditional Amazing Grace in the garden, Come Thou Fount, um, Jesus Loves Me, this little lot of mine. It has a few of those little kid, you know, the younger songs. Um, but just like, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. These wonderful hymns. And you'll know, you know, if you've been around long, the hymns are just something that I'm so passionate about teaching to my children. So this is a wonderful early introduction to her, uh, to hymns for her. And she loves, she has the lamb. Um, she loves her little huggy hymns. Just the other day, I laid her down for her nap and she immediately reached for it. You know, she was kind of looking for it. I'd normally kind of tuck it up by her chin, but it wasn't there yet. So she was reaching for it. And then I turned that on and it, it has a timer. It times out after a little bit. Um, but then you can just have your child go to sleep listening to those hymns. It's so precious. And I was able to get a second music box. So when one dies, I can just slip in the second one and we just rotate. So she always has her lamb lamb. We call him ready to go. That was, that was a wonderful, wonderful gift. I'm so thankful that I got for her. Um, okay. So for toddlers, something else that we have really enjoyed, um, are little people, now, I know that these could be argued like, oh, that's not an open-ended toy, um, but we have various, various different sets, and oftentimes the little people get pulled out of the context of just little people, and they get thrown in with the magnetiles, or they get taken outside, or if my kids are playing school, like the little people are the students. Um, we do like our little people dollhouse. Sometimes a dollhouse becomes a Polly Pocket dollhouse or a Lego dollhouse. Um, but we do like our little people. Those are fun. You can um, play with those in, in a variety of different ways. Another thing that my toddler is loving right now is our counting bears. So you can get all different kinds of varieties of animals and things. But basically, it's just cups of different colors. So I believe ours have five colors and then 10 bears each per color. So you can use these for math manipulatives or you can just use them for fun. And because she's two going on three, almost, almost at her birthday, 
Um, she likes to make patterns. She likes to make the rainbow out of them. Um, so I'm teaching her rainbow colors. I'm teaching her patterns. We like to count them. We like to sort them. Um, we like to, you know, put all the red bears in the red cup. So that's a really fun activity for her. Um, she really likes potato heads. Those are fun. You can always, um, you know, build them and get very creative. Sometimes we have little competitions in our home. Who can make the craziest potato? <laughs> so, you know, you've got arms in the eye hole and, you know, eyes on the head and all different kinds of things. So those are fun. We really enjoy those. Um, another one that Melissa and Doug has are there, it's like a, um, okay, so the idea is kind of like a paper doll, but it's a magnet. So it's a wooden doll and then you can get like magnetic clothes that go on top. Um, so I believe we have a princess one that one of the grandparents got one year. Um, so Ivy really likes that. But I also found one that was the human body. So it's actually like a skeleton. And then there's a whole different set of different pieces that you can magnetize on that are muscles. Or you can do the nervous system. Or I'm trying to think of the other. Or there's one I think that has like the organs. Um, or you can do skin and then it has clothes to go over top. Now, the only thing that I will say about this one is they do have uh, like pieces to make a naked person that you then put the clothes over. Um, but it is boy and girl. Now, it's very cartoony and, you know, not super descriptive. But you can definitely tell that's a boy part and that's a girl part. Um, so just wanted to throw that in there in case you're looking into those magnets just to let you know that. Um, that they really enjoy that. And that's another thing that they'll play with it just for fun, but we can also use that incorporated that into school. Um, another thing for this age is the Melissa and Doug water wells. Those are fun. So it's just like a spiral bound, um, kind of cardboardy like. I think they have five pages, um, but it's almost like a coloring sheet. And then you just have this little brush that you fill with water and then you can paint it. But it's literally the water and the paper is what makes the color show up. The color doesn't rub off. It's not actual paint. Um, then when you're done, you just kind of open it up, fan it out, set it to dry, and it's ready to go the next time. That is a wonderful thing, especially if you're trying to keep kids busy in the car or something. If you have a long drive, the water wows are great and low mess. Uh, transitioning into the preschool years, I mentioned earlier magnetiles. We love, love, love our magnetiles. Those are so open-ended. You can do so many different things. And if you get stuck, like I'm not super creative in that way. Um, I never played with Legos growing up. I'm just not good at building things. So sometimes I actually like look up uh, things on YouTube or on Google to get ideas so that I can build something different with my kids. But Simeon's really good at that. So every now and then we'll have a family competition, you know, team boys versus team girls, who can build the coolest magnetile structure. And um, so we love magnetiles. Now those can be quite pricey. Um, again, that's where birthdays and Christmas and things like that come in handy. But also quite a few of our magnetiles we have gotten around Black Friday. Um, and many of those were half price, which was a significant um, cut in the cost. So um, you might want to take advantage of that. And one other thing I want to say here about birthdays is don't feel like you have to shop for a birthday like two weeks before the birthday happens. If you find sales, if you find deals throughout the year, um, get it when it's on sale and throw it in the back of the closet so when the birthday comes around, you have it. Um, I know some people have a stash of things that are, are gift items so that, hey, if they're invited to a birthday party or something comes up, they don't have to run out to the store. They can quickly say, oh, I have something. Let me just go grab from my gift box. So that's really nice to have on hand. Another thing that is just great in those preschool years are art supplies, and this is endless. I mean, you can get 
all different kinds of art supplies, construction paper, stamps, Play-Doh, paint supplies, um, just all, all kinds of different things. But in these preschool years, they tend to be very um, creative and wanting to make things. And so this is a really fun time to invest in some of that type of thing. Um, I mentioned a little bit earlier before, but outdoor toys are always great. Um, you know, you can get them little, little tricycles. Um, just different toys to play outside. You can do sandbox, water table, all different kinds of things. Really, the sky's the limit there. But, um, and then lastly, for elementary students, Legos are always a hit in our house. My older two love them, um, and I love them. I don't love when I am walking and step on them. That's not super fun. Um, but I love that uh, sometimes during our afternoons, I will turn on a Patch the Pirate audio adventure in Knox's room, and they dump all their Legos. We have a blanket, so we dump it on the blanket to make cleanup really easy. And they, you know, three hours later, I go check, and they're still listening to their CD and playing Legos. Um, so that's been wonderful for them and for Mama. Um, but as you're getting into elementary, I mentioned books, but as you're getting into the elementary years, um, this might be a really good time to invest in some book series. I know that my daughter is starting to get to where she can read on her own some, um, so I've enjoyed being able to get her series, and she's been in, able, she really enjoys having kind of a continuing story, continuing characters. She's currently absolutely in love with Sophie Mouse. Um, so, you know, different opportunities, different birthdays and things like that that arise. We get her a new Sophie Mouse and she adds it to her collection. So she's really enjoying those. Um, other things, puzzles are really good for this age. There's lots of different board games um, that you can start incorporating in this age. We have the Ticket to Ride Junior. That's a lot of fun. Um, there's so many here. I, I can't even mention all the different games, but you know what your kid likes. Um, and there's just really, you can find a game pretty much for anything that they would enjoy. Um, but games are something really neat, and that kind of helps them too as they start working through strategy and cooperation and working together and learning how to lose sometimes. Um, and then another thing that I'll mention here, just because if my kids have enjoyed it so much, especially my older one is where, as she's getting a little older, is a microscope. Um, so right now, the microscope that we have isn't actually a legit microscope. I have to try to find the Amazon link and see if I can share it. Um, but it is actually a Bindi Irwin kid microscope so you can't put your own stuff in there but it comes with like pre-done slides that have like a little tongue and groove that fit into the microscope and based on you know the fit eh, the microscope knows to what to tell them a fun fact or it'll ask them questions about it um, but that's been really neat and then I recently saw a mom share on uh, Instagram this microscope that she got for her kids and I think it's like under $50 so it is on my list I, I more than likely will get it for my daughter for her birthday or Christmas so that's a little bit away um but it's a, it's a legit microscope. Um, so you can put your own things in the slides, but instead of like little eye holes, it has a screen. So it magnifies what you're looking at and puts it on the screen, which she said was wonderful for their homeschooling and for having multiple kids. So no longer are you having, a, you know, your kids fighting over who gets to look and then it gets knocked over and maybe broken. It's blown up on the screen so everybody can crowd around together and see it. Um, so I thought that that was a really cool idea that definitely went on Eden's wish list um, because I know her and I know that that is something that she would love. And then one other thing I want to mention here um, as far as if you want to ask from things from the grandparents or um, maybe from someone who's wanting to get the kids a little bit of a bigger gift, 
Um, You know, again, these big gifts, sometimes it's nice to ask maybe both sides of the family if you need to, or if you have lots of aunts and uncles, if everybody wants to pitch in and do something like a swing set or something like that. that this is also a really good time to ask for things like memberships. If you live near a zoo or a museum or, you know, they've got the kids' museums or all kinds of different things. If you want to ask for a membership to or an aquarium, something like that, um, it's a good time to ask for that from the grandparents. I know that the grandparents for several years, well, actually when we lived back in Tennessee, um, we had zoo memberships. We had a Dollywood membership a couple different years. Um, different things like that that the grandparents were able to help us out with because of birthdays and Christmas. Um, subscription boxes are fun. There's a lot of those. Um, again, I'm not I'm not even going to start to try to list all of them just because there's so many. Um, but one that we did that we really enjoyed is the little passports. Um, my mother-in-law did that for the kids one year for Christmas. And they really loved that because that was the gift that kept giving. They got a box in the mail every year. And that was so fun for the kids um, because it was something to look forward to. Another thing is an experience. Um, you know, maybe like, so all of this falls under my kids don't need any more toys. Our house doesn't need any more clutter. What can we do? What can we ask for from other people? So maybe ask the grandparents like, hey, instead of buying them, you know, a toy or something, would you want to take them and, and go do something, do an activity, um, something that's a little more of a splurge, something uh, extra if they want to do that. Um, and then again, I mentioned this at the beginning, but books, just use this opportunity to build your home library and asking for books that your kids would enjoy. So anyway, that is some of the ways that we celebrate birthdays in the Brazel home um, and just some different gift ideas. If you're trying to think of what a good gift would be, again, I'd love to hear from you. Um, if you have traditions that you enjoy or gifts that you just say, oh man, this is the best gift for this age or whatever, um, shoot it to me at no higher calling podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can engage with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at no higher calling underscore. I would love to hear from you and hear how you make birthdays fun. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.